HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to Heritage Radio Network on tour. We are broadcasting today from the Good Food Mercantile at the uh, Festival Pavilion at Fort Mason Center in San Francisco. I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler. I'm really excited to introduce our very own founder, Patrick Martins, who is going to talk to some fine guests from Charlitos Cocina. And uh, we're really, really excited to have you all on. Patrick, here's your on-air debut, San Francisco. Here you go. Well, thanks so much. It's an honor to take the mic from you, Katie. So I have three of my favorite people in the food world, people who I've known for years, people who I just met, and people who I have great respect for. We have Sam Maganum, the owner and founder of Buy Right Markets. We have Deborah Dickerson, one of the foremost founders of the artisanal cheese movement in the United States, and the lady who introduced us to the English Neil's, Neil's Yard, Yard Dairy introduced Americans to Neil's Yard Dairy and we have Charles Wexelbaum the founder of uh, Charlitos Cocina alright well I got right. the pronunciations <laughs> right I always get nervous but it is such an honor to have you guys on how's it going great good so I wanted to ask the same question to each of you I started Heritage Radio Network as an activist station and we wanted I was pissed off that every no one covered the important issues of the food world. They treated food as fashion. So fast forward 10 years later, I'm still pissed off about all these issues and I love activism. And I want to know from each of you, the market scene, Tamales Bay Foods and the cheese and the dry goods scene and the charcuterie scene. What should our listeners be concerned about, passionate about, activist about? Uh, give us some hashtags. Give us some things that are important current issues. Free things the cheese, no plastic. Free the cheese, no plastic? What do you mean? How many years does it take to learn to make a great Montgomery's cheddar wrapped in cloth, carefully aged from a herd of cows that have been grazing in Somerset? 12 to 18 months? And then... What happens? It comes to the United States. It gets cut into pieces, and it gets wrapped. It gets wrapped into plastic. <laughs> it dies. How would you like it, Patrick? If you went for a run, right? You come back, and they wrap you in plastic wrap. How could you survive? Especially if it was all sweaty, that'd be pretty messed up. Oh, <laughs> man, it's the same. So, how do we combat that? What is something that we have to ask? What is something we have to do? 
as a consumer, as a regular dude in Brooklyn or a lady in New Mexico? Absolutely. You know, we are very fortunate and still exists in the United States are some amazing cheese shops and specialty groceries. Go to the store. Talk to the monger. Ask them what their favorite cheese of the day is. Ask them what's good. Tell them what you're making. Be free. Be free. Come in without pre a predisposition or a, a predetermined idea. And I think that there's a market for both kinds of cheeses, right? Those that are right off the farm and cut to order and they're at their prime, right? And there are times when it's good to go to the grocery store and buy 449 cheese. There's a market and a, and a place for it all. But to take the cheese that came off the farm and wrap it in plastic and let it sit in a case for a month is a crime. That is I Deborah. will protest. That's good. That's a good cause right there. That's uh, Deborah Dickerson from Tamales Bay Foods getting a high five from Charles. Uh, now I'll throw it over to Sam. Uh, tell us, we're regular customers, regular Americans, activist time. What should we be ticked off about? What should we be fighting for? What should we be angry about? I think there's a bunch of things that we should be ticked off about, but what we need to be doing more is cooking. So hashtag cook more. Get, get out of your apartments, get out of your offices, go to the store, get to know where your food's coming from, meet your farmers, meet your ranchers, meet your cheesemakers. Spend time selecting ingredients and learning about them and going home and enjoying the fucking pleasant experience of, of making an awesome recipe and sharing it with people you love. If we did more of that, the world would just be a better place. Now tell me, Sam, you're fighting uphill battle with an independent, uh, you know, owned by you uh, market group. I mean, and it's expanding. Aren't you fighting uphill battles with these big companies, publicly traded companies that buy all their foods from a single source and, how do, and, and low prices? How do you compete with that? I mean, the only uphill battle that we're fighting is against, the, against, against people that have not yet learned how important it is to trust where your food's coming from because that food is going into our bodies that food's coming from land that's sacred and there are so many people that understand how vital and important that is and so we're, we're just part of a, a, a community of people who care and a community of people that wants to, to be fed well and wants to trust what's happening and um, I feel proud that we're actually like you know making it happen for people and feeding them well and, and giving them something that they can actually enjoy. Well, by the way, congratulations on emceeing the Good Food Award <laughs> ceremony last night. That was a surprise uh, to have uh, what you had to overcome at the beginning with the little PETA protest, but uh, I thought you did a very charismatic, great stand-up job. Thanks. It was fun. You've done it now three years in a row, right? Yep. That's great. Can I add additionally that he yes, was given the Leadership Award by NASFT this year? So congratulations, right. Sam, on that. A year. leader to follow. Very, very good. And you were really one of the founding sponsors of uh, Sarah Wiener's Good Food Award. So you saw in this project early on power to change the world. We were, we, we were the first person to put our money where, put money where our mouth is and actually write her a check because we believed in, in, in this project. We believed that this was something that needed to happen. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that we were the first to jump in. And, and it, it gave, gave her the legitimacy that created that momentum that brought a lot of other people along on this amazing journey. You know, eight years later, I feel, it's, I, I feel like we've done it. You know, we've created something that's powerful, that's, that's just changing how America views food and views relationships.
Well, that's tremendous. So don't eat cheese in plastic. Cook more. Now we'll throw it over to Charles from uh, Charlitos Cocina and tell us, Cured Meats World, what's happening out there? What are the battles to be won? Yeah, I mean, first of all, following the, these two, it's incredible. I, I'm super honored and a, a little nervous to, to follow <laughs> what you, you just said, so, so bear with me. And uh, I, will, I will follow off what, what Sam said. In order to cook more and buy, buy products from different producers and know that every, every product in the store behind every single label is a person and a group of people and a family and a work family and, and blood relatives. And, and there's a lot of, there's so much heart and soul that goes into everything. And it's easy to lose sight when you walk in, when you, when you open a web page and you see so many different products on there, it's easy to, to, to lose track of the human element uh, behind the food. And it's, it's so important. And as the world becomes more, as the, the sort of the grocery chain becomes more centralized, uh, we have to realize that the act of saving a few dollars or a few cents by maybe buying through a, through a larger company, um, it's actually much more expensive in the long run. And people, people uh, it, 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 it's a very short-term benefit where you get where you save a few dollars in your pocket, but you, what you're doing is you're crippling the, 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 the ability of a, of, a, of, a, of, a wide, of a wider, of a big group of people to, um, to create something that's really beautiful and full of integrity. And um, I mean, in, integrity and delicious. And to, to be able to do what Sam said and go home and cook and, 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 and share with your family and friends. So support, support your small local independent merchants, support small producers. And next time you go into the store, ask yourself, who are the people behind this? What's the, what's the story behind this? Who are, you know, what, what's the human element behind this? Because if, uh, if, if, there was, if we don't ask ourselves that, then we're just, uh, then we're just being part of a, of a, of a monoculture. That, that's not really, not really true. So. We're not fighting for change. I thought you were going to say something about USDA regulations. Oh, or, man. I mean, you uh, said one thing. <laughs> you said one thing. So... Uh, because they hash. must make it, it's harder for a little guy to navigate the labyrinth of USDA regs than yeah. it is a big company that could put 10 people on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, without a doubt. I could speak from firsthand experience. I've, uh, I was a little guy who, who just decided to, uh, we, that we wouldn't be able to survive if, uh, you know, we kept fighting the battle with the USDA. So in, in my own experience, I've uh, been, I don't want to say shut down, but we've been drastically rerouted by our inability to, to uh, successfully deal with, you know, with the USDA. In our, in, in our particular case, in order to stay in business, we need to have our products, uh, we need to have a stamp of approval from the government on, on all of our products. Mm -hmm. And um, in our case, the only way that we were able to do that uh, financially and, and, and everything else was to partner with, with somebody else. And it's been great. And uh, we, we're very lucky that we have a great, great production partner. But, um, it is a challenge for sure. Challenge. Well, in the spirit of the Good Food Awards, could I get you to, uh, you know, totally plug your own businesses? That's that's <laughs> what the Good Food Awards is about. But I want to hear about Tamales Bay Foods, about Byright, and about the the Salumificio. So uh, let's start with you, Deb. Why? Where do I shop? How do I support you? What is your company? Give us the the thirty second headline. Tamales Bay Foods is a, uh, is a cheese and uh, charcuterie and accompaniments for cheese distribution company. And we feel like it's a family um, of those that we represent and the relationships between 
the gentleman, Charles, on my left, and Sam on my right, for by right, is the reason I get out of bed in the morning, because I have the honor of introducing them to the people, to each other, and to people who make really, really great food. And the logistics chain is also very, um, it's very big and very complicated, and it eliminates bringing a lot of small producers to market, and hopefully we can help plug that gap. And Cowgirl Creamery, right? That's we make the, great cheese, yes. and it's organic, and we're very <laughs> excited, and the reason that we exist is to promote organics. And we work with just three dairy farms, and we never mix their milk because it's hard to be a cheesemonger. It's hard to be a charcuterie maker. But it's really, really hard to be a farmer and a dairyman. So mm. that's why we exist. Bravo. Bravo. I love shameless promotion. It's great. We need more of that because uh, we can't support the enemy. Sam, tell us about Byright Family of Markets. Uh, the the Byright Family of Businesses is awesome. It, you know, it's San Francisco-based. It's been in my family, the original market, for over 50 years. I've been running it now for 20 of those years and um, we've grown to two grocery stores, San Francisco's first um, or, you know, ice cream shop that uses good local organic dairy from the Strauss family farms and um, a catering company. We have our own farm in Sonoma and we started a nonprofit 10 years ago called 18 Reasons. It's all about teaching people how to cook to empower them with that confidence and creativity they need to buy, shop and cook and eat good food every day. And um, by coming to Buy Right, you actually get to support Every business that's on this table, Heritage Foods, your business, Patrick, mm-hmm. Cowgirl, and Charlitos, and, and you know, I, I, I think that's enough, right? You just like roll yeah. in, roll into one spot and it take it takes care of them all. Not to put you on the spot, but when can the rest of the country participate in the Buy Right family of businesses? Are you going to launch a mail order campaign? Is there one day going to be a Buy Right Bacon so people in Florida and <laughs> North Carolina can experience when they're not in San Fran? Um, mail order might come one day. I hope but, so. But you know, we're all about local. We're all yeah. about our community. You know, and 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 we're there's still so much work for us to do to 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 just secure the viability of the communities that we live in and work in, and our that our businesses operate in, and and um, that will always be our primary focus. And and. Yeah, we might, we might, we might extend the brand out and do more of that at some point. But, but if you're in San Fran, you got to come visit. It's the place to eat and spend the day. It's like Sesame Street. 18th <laughs> is like Sesame Street. You got the creamery, you got the market. You could really spend half a day there. And there's a bunch of Cookie Monsters there. <laughs> but it is a food shop with intent. So Sam, would you tell the story about the woman who was at the fundraising drive who teaches people how to feed five people for ten dollars. Uh, Will you talk about that program that Byright runs? Yeah, so that's part of our that's part of our nonprofit work. It's part of the work that we do at 18 Reasons, and so 18 Reasons. I found I found I founded this nonprofit about 10 years ago, and then five years ago we merged with another amazing nonprofit in San Francisco called Three Squares, and Three Squares was founded by Sarah Nelson, who's our exec- executive director, and so now 18 Reasons is its own 501c3. Um, it's its own public entity, and we, um, in addition to the coursework that we do at our cooking school on 18th Street, we have this amazing, uh, you know, six-week program that we do in underserved communities around the Bay Area. And part of that program is to teach people actually how to extend their dollars. So we take students through the supermarket and teach them how to take actually take ten dollars and to feed their entire family for a few days with it. Wow. You know, teaching them to buy you know legumes and the right cuts of meat so that they can actually eat really well and still eat fresh food and eat healthy food. And that to me is empowerment. 
And that to me is where communities actually get stronger. When families can actually sit together, eat together, be at the table together, that's when those true problems of our world get solved. And we just don't do enough of that. And I think that's, that's why we're just so disjointed as a society. Great story. Can I Thanks. just say thank you for asking him to tell that story and thank you for telling that story because I feel like it's so much, uh, it's the answer to, you know, one of the, one of the complaints I get all the time is that we're, we're too expensive, our products are too expensive, places like BuyRite are too expensive, local cheese shops are too expensive. And yes, there are things that are expensive, but it's also very possible to eat really, really well with the right education for not a lot of money. And it's just, it's, the story that you just told, I feel like it just explains how when the energy is put in the right place, it's totally possible to, to eat well in an economical way. And, and by the way, so my important. whole thing on the whole Thank elitist you. argument and how much is, if the alternative is unhealthy, no one should be promoting the consumption of unhealthy food. Right. You know, especially with the meat world. I'm like, so what are you promoting to that kid? To eat antibiotic-filled meat? But Anyway, give us yeah. your, uh, give us the shameless promotion. Well, for, uh, uh, I'm, my company's called Charlitos Cocina. We're a small producer of, uh, of salamis, dry-cured salamis, and um, a few other cured meats based in New York City. Um, and if you want to support us, go, go to Buy Right, and Buy Right will then buy from Tamales Bay. Thank and you very much. The whole circle <laughs> will, uh, you know, and that's the circle. Because, it's quite um, a nice circle. It's a... Uh, and, but That's your stuff works. is available everywhere, right? Uh, there uh, are many places on the coast, certainly. Yeah, we, I'd say we, we have small-scale national distribution. So we're, we're far from uh, everywhere being ubiquitous, but we have little pockets of distribution in most of the more of the densely populated areas of, of the country. So yeah, What's your in, top seller? Uh, our top seller uh, is our black truffle salami, oh, okay. followed by our beer salami. And what yeah. you won the award for? Our we won. Ah, we won an award last night for our campo seco, which is actually, which, which was extra special because our campo seco is just salt and pork, and it's the foundation of all the salamis that we do. It's it's, it's our base salami. I call it our purest salami. So it made it, it it made a sweet award that much sweeter that we got it for just like the thing that is the purest expression of what we do. So. Well, Sam, Deborah, <laughs> Charles, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Patrick. Patrick. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Patrick, for the beautiful interview. Thank you, Sam, Deb, Charles. Big thanks to the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts for supporting Heritage Radio Network on tour. We'll be back in just a few.